Welcome to the Photography Opinion Podcast. We discuss all things photo, video, and camera related. I'm Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlantis. And this is PhotoLog. Welcome to the 75th annual Hunger Games, and as we enter the quarter quell, we have a special podcast episode for you. Uh, Just kidding, but this is our 75th podcast episode. Can Mm -hmm. you believe that we've been doing it for 75 episodes now? (laughs) That's a lot of talking. (laughs) It is. So we wanted to bring you just kind of a fun side episode for our 75th special episode. So we are doing a Hunger Games style, just kind of like what is the best thing about photography so i made a bracket of just 16 things and we're just gonna randomly pit them together and see who wins yeah who comes out as the winner of just best thing yeah and i believe we asked uh, <laughs> listeners to submit some suggestions for this bracket as well right so we got we some uh, did roughly yeah. half of them are user suggestions awesome um thank you so, to those who uh yeah. gave us su- suggestions <laughs> all right Without further ado, let's get started. So, first up, Ansel Adams or having a 10-stop ND filter that has no color shift. <laughs> so, what's better? So, does Ansel Adams not exist if I choose the ND filter? <laughs> what's just what's better? What's better? Uh, ND filter to me. ND especially, filter? Especially lately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would say Ansel Adams, but that no color shift. Yeah, no color shift. That gets shift. it. Because yeah. they, they really tint kind of this weird green color. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no. ND filter with no color shift takes our first <laughs> spot. All right, next up, we have a gear malfunction or some other uh, mistake creating an amazing photo or idea that you would not have done or thought of otherwise. Or getting a year of free Adobe. Wow, that's actually really difficult. <laughs> I think gear malfunction for me because that's that's sort of I don't know, like you can't plan that. Like Adobe No, you can't. Adobe you can begrudgingly plan for, but uh, sort of the divine inspiration of some random cause of events, I feel like I would prefer something like that. That kind of surprises uh is rare but super treasured in my opinion. Ye- it it is rare but treasured. I really hate gear malfunctions. It's the one thing that makes me steam out the ears like a cartoon. Mm-hmm. But um when when something something doesn't quite work the way you thought it should and you get, create something really cool out of it, as long as you can then replicate the effect. Yeah. If it's a one time off, then that sucks. But if yeah. but if you create a mistake and you learn what the mistake is so that you can add it to your toolkit, that is a winner. Yep, agreed. Agreed. All right, so gear malfunction takes our second slot. All right, having a zero or, or an F 0.95 lens, Ooh. or having a model with flawless makeup that requires no retouching. <laughs> uh, boy. Um, I mean, I am. This is not the best question for me since I okay, shoot okay. people so Okay, okay, I will rephrase it for you, Stuart. <laughs> yeah. If you had a product mm-hmm. that was absolutely perfect and pristine, unlike right. some of the knives that I get sent that are, like, off the manufacturing line and mm-hmm, still have, mm-hmm. like, machining and tool marks and require hours of retouching just to get them up to, like, base normal, 
if you had just a perfect subject that required no retouching perfect subject yeah versus um, a 0.95 lens i can jump in while you're thinking yeah go for it my mine 100 percent goes to flawless makeup mm-hmm. because if your makeup is so on point that there is not a single blemish or deep pore or anything or like overly caked on makeup i it requires zero retouching on my part one super rare kudos to you kudos to you and your makeup artist but two um i have 1.4 lenses and i already feel like they're too shallow and i end up stopping down when i do shallower so like I don't yeah. even know what I would do with a shower lens. Well, I shoot Sony, so you know I don't have any noise in my sensor, even uh, even at high ISO. So you know I don't need that. Screw you. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I would say flawless subject that just saves so much time and hassle. That's that uh, that I I agree with that. Yeah. All right. Next up. I'm not shooting uh, by candlelight, so. okay next up um being given a mood board by clients that inspires you or Mm. having full creative control over a paid project always creative control that's easy um i i am that kind of person that wants creative control over everything that i work on so as far as my personality i'm like boom done creative control i'm sold (laughs) ah This, see, this one's a toss-up for me. Um, I love giving. I love getting a carefully crafted mood board mm-hmm. that I just click with that inspires me because then I know what they want, I know what I want, and I know that the end result is going to match the client's expectations and that everyone involved is going to be happy with it. Versus if I have full creative control over a project, maybe I get to make something that I like, but it doesn't always mean they do. Yeah. I I kind of I guess I kind of assume that creative control means that they approve of your decisions and I guess if they're not that is true that throws that a wrench true. in the in the formula a little, a little bit that is but, true yeah um you know what I think I'm fifty fifty but since you're full creative control we are going to we're gonna swing it that way all right all right um but but no I I very much love having a a good mood board mm-hmm. that kind of sets the tone of the shoot because I just know the shoot's going to be awesome versus it is full creative control. I've had some shoots that turn out amazing. Some shoots that turn out absolutely terrible. <laughs> it is, it is super nice when the client knows exactly what they want and can give you good direction. Um, but even more than that, I like clients not second guessing me when they're hiring me as the professional. <laughs> so that is nice. <laughs> that is nice. That is true. That is true. That's what swings it for me. <laughs> Okay, next up, we have winning a photo contest, and I'm assuming this has no prizes, because it is versus getting free stuff or a sponsorship deal. Ooh. Mm. I don't know. I uh, I like free stuff quite a bit. <laughs> free stuff is nice, but there's also that immense also the, dopamine the, rush yeah, and validation, the validation from winning a photo contest. Yeah, I would say, um, yeah, I I definitely would say winning the photo contest. Although I do like free stuff that is more weirdly, although it's it's a physical object, it feels more ephemeral um, emotionally. And so, like, this, as yeah. if you're working in a creative field, like I feel I feel like almost part of people working 
as creatives, uh, which is kind of a, a hoity-toity word, uh, it, part of the reason why they're in that field is because they want that validation. They want people to like and approve of their work on some level. Oh, very um, much. And so, yeah, I think that kind of... I, I feel like I'd be hard-pressed to find a photographer that wouldn't ultimately prefer that, but maybe I'm I've, wrong. I've won four or five photo contests, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say, like, oh, I'm, like, an award-winning photographer because no one really cares about winning the, you know, Seattle uh, photo walk of 10 people in 2016 yeah. type thing. Um, but but there is something nice of just, like, oh, I submitted a photo. My photos are good. And yeah. someone, someone picked that. And I, I have gotten free stuff. And there's some free stuff that I just kind of, like, I use and forget about it. But there's other stuff that, um, like, I've already sold a couple of the lights that I've gotten for free because I just don't use them. Yeah, I've gotten more free stuff than I've won contests. So maybe that's what a, what shifts my, uh, my thinking. But, yeah, I mean, for me, like, the contest, ultimately, like, the contest doesn't matter to anybody but me in some aspect like i I would want that validation for myself and kind of the notoriety i don't really care about so uh for being personally fulfilling i think contest yeah Yeah. Yeah. all right winning a photo contest takes takes the winning spot there cool cool next up having the time to go take landscape photos or owning the gear to be able to take good sports photos oh time (laughs) time (laughs) because because sports photos require way more expensive gear yeah uh i still say time um i've shot sports actually quite a bit in the past that's kind of like a but you can also use that gear to go then go shoot but if you don't life but if you don't have the time then it doesn't matter (laughs) that's very true (laughs) that is very right more i think more time is always going to be the answer you can always make more money and buy more stuff it's like yeah i can have all that sports gear on my shelf over here but um if i don't have time (laughs) to use it then what's the point Um, yeah so yeah i say time uh having shot sports i totally like the feel of having like ridiculously expensive gear in your hand but um, you're like oh here's an 800 millimeter f2 lens it's a bazooka (laughs) but uh yeah i think time i think time for me time uh i i'll agree with that uh one of the reasons i don't shoot landscapes well one of the reasons is i'm very lazy and like sleeping in which is antithetical to being a landscape shooter (laughs) but uh yeah one one of the big reasons is it is a huge time investment and uh you have to you have to be dedicated to it versus Mm -hmm. someone hiring me to do a portrait it's a quick in and out. Their portrait's done. Yeah, That's yeah. it. You don't need time for that, really. Good point. Okay. Uh, we, yeah, we're giving this round to landscape photos then. Cool. All right. Finding a vintage lens at a garage sale for a steal of a deal or beta testing new lenses from your favorite camera manufacturer. What do you think? I've responded first the last couple times. Uh, ooh, well, I kind of generally don't care about vintage lenses, so I'm going to go with beta testing new lenses. But there's also something about vintage lenses have flaws and interests and kind of things to them that make them unique versus what do you get from a new lens of like... If I own a 50 mil lens and they come out with a new 50 mil lens, maybe I shave a few milliseconds off the autofocus time and the corners are pixel people sharper. But like, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of at a point where gear doesn't really do it for me unless it can fundamentally change the way. Let me let me put it this way to you. When you play a video game and you unlock a new skill in the skill tree, you're like, yes, 
I can do that thing. I can access that new area. I, I have unlocked a huge part of this world that I can go do now. That is very different than unlocking a skill that gives you plus 10% to mm-hmm, the numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all which the, I feel all like the that's Helios, All the Helios shooters out there are mad at you right now, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think, although I do appreciate both of these, I think... Uh, since you're very firm on the new lenses, I think I would I'll I'll swing that way more. I do like retro lenses that kind of are screwing around, but um, I guess I, I want to put a a caveat on this. It's like if I get to beta test all of Lau's new lenses, ooh, not yes. sponsored. But if I get yes. to beta test Lau's new lenses, sponsored, yeah, because those are lenses that give you a new ability. So <laughs> they <laughs> like, are. I'm into that. <laughs> new le- beta testing new lenses. We're going to have to uh, send them a list of all of our podcasts where we mention them and be like, hey, guys. Look at all this free marketing. Let's do this. Uh, For everyone out there, uh, we are going to take a quick kind of mid-roll break just to tell you uh, this show is not sponsored in any form. We just do it because we love bringing you free content. But if you would love to give some of that love back... That was a mouthful of a sentence. Uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash nomcreative, as in om nom nom. Uh, there is a tip jar for a dollar. You can It just kind of helps cover our hosting costs. And uh, yeah, every little bit is appreciated. If there are any specific things people want and we start getting a bunch of backers, I will add more tiers. But right now it's just a $1 tip jar, uh, guilt-free ad block absolution for watching this on YouTube or, you know, those hosting servers for the podcast so there we go and now our final round before we go into round two meeting a photographer that you look up to or getting hired by your dream brand i have to ask you who would be the photographer that you're looking up to that you're meeting and what would be your dream brand i'll start since i'm kind of springing it on you okay the photographer that i look up to uh the the two that I look up to are Joe McNally and Dave Hill. Those were just getting started. My two biggest inspirations. And I have met Joe McNally because I went to one of his workshops and he is a fabulous person. Um, Getting hired by your dream brand. Honestly, I'm going to say my dream brand would probably be Adobe just because I just love doing weird stuff. And that is both the photos and the retouching to mm-hmm. make weird stuff or a camera manufacturer i guess um i would say the the immediate photographer that comes to mind that probably stands above the rest at least right off the bat is paul nicklin who's a wildlife photographer who's done a lot of stuff um a lot of a lot of the work he's done is for national geographic he's really famous for doing like under ice uh uh, shoots and like really going to some like extreme places and getting shots that you literally cannot get by putting yourself in substantial personal peril. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's very famous for his leopard seal work, which uh, leopard seals are quite intimidating animals um, and difficult to get to because they're in Antarctica um, for the most part. Um, so I would say Paul Nicklin, just a, a great speaker, a great photographer, really puts himself on the line and, and does incredible work. Um, for the brand, oh, I don't know. Um, 
Is it uh, is it okay to say that National Geographic is a brand? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, again in the same theme, uh, I pretend like I want to be a, a wildlife photographer someday. Um, probably National Geographic. Uh, they, I mean, just the history of that organization. Not only do they continue to do good work, but the history of National Geographic and kind of the 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 photographers and the work that has been put out over its uh, existence has been incredible and there's almost like no singular photographic entity that i can think of that has commanded in my opinion as much respect as uh national geographic so probably that although i hear it's an increasingly difficult and uh <laughs> fraught with a peril job these days but yeah isn't it always yeah so would yeah. you rather meet paul nicklin or get hired by national geographic i think i would rather be hired by like adobe yep. than um because because meeting meeting someone is very very cool mm-hmm. but they're still just people yeah. versus yeah. getting to work with a brand of like this is weird because I don't like big mega corporations, but getting to work with a brand that mm-hmm. uh, like speaks to you on some level, it, uh, w- let's just assume that it's not repeated work. Let's just assume that it's just one job. Even that of like you get to immerse yourself in it and have this feeling of accomplishment and say I did it rather than I shook a person's hand. You know? Agreed. Um, yeah, I would also go very solidly in the hired direction, even if that means it's a one-off. Um, I would say that one thing that you kind of touched on that I think is interesting is is they're ultimately just a person. Like, I almost want Paul Nicklin to stay, like, this mythical figure. <laughs> like, I, I want to just aspire to this certainly, like, totally unrealistic picture of who I think he is in my mind than meet him and potentially be let down in some way. Paul Nicklin, if you ever do listen to this, I'm sure I wouldn't be let down. I'm just saying this for the, <laughs> for the sake of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like it. I like it. Moving on to round two. Ding, 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 ding. One of oh, these man. days, we're going to have to have a budget for special effects. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There Someday. You okay. Uh, would you rather have a 10-stop ND filter with no color shift or win a free year of Adobe Suite? Uh, still ND filter. <laughs> I am also going to go ND filter. The Adobe Suite is just money, but getting an ND filter with no color shift sounds mythical to me. Um, I've bought ND filters and the color shifts has always bugged me. But the other thing is the one time I tried buying a variable ND filter, I apparently didn't buy an expensive enough one and it just had this really crappy moray pattern on it, which rendered it. Did it have the X thing? Yes. Yeah. That's so annoying. I bought one recently. It was kind of mid budget. And I thought, you know, there's some reviews and people are like, oh, it doesn't have the X and you know, it's not super expensive. I thought maybe this will be the one that isn't a million dollars. No, it had the X pattern. (laughs) Yeah, of course it does. I hate that. Like you liars. Uh, I, I, oh, oh, bonus round. Would you Mm -hmm. rather have uh, a variable ND with no X or would you rather have a 10 stop ND with no color shift? I think variable ND with no X, but I do shoot a lot of video and that's more useful for that. So that might just be my personal. Oh, that's true. That's very um, true. Thing speaking, but the X, so the X you can't really, why I say that also, even if I didn't shoot a lot of video is the X is essentially impossible to get rid of. Color shift is annoying, but sort of fixable, at least more fixable it's than true. the X is. So I see the X is like, now it's useless and color shift is like, it's annoying, but not useless. I can fix it. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's very true. That's very true. So, 
Okay. Um, would you rather have a flawless subject that doesn't require retouching, in your case, a knife fresh off the line <laughs> that has no machine marks, in my case, a model with perfect makeup, or would full client control over a project? Um, full, uh, full creative control over a project or having a subject that requires no retouching or post-production. I still think creative control um, because I'm that kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> but boy, this is really close though. I'm not sure. Um, I could almost go either way on this one because having a, a any kind of subject being flawless is so such a rare and treasured thing i'm not sure um right i get an increasingly uh, thankfully i'm lucky lucky in that i get an increasing amount of creative control nowadays so maybe i need to value the subject more full full creative control is great but um one of the things that i Mm. recognize when i don't have a box is if if someone gives you a box with these limitations and you have to think inside the box um even if it's kind of like hey, we trust you, do the thing, but here's all your parameters. Um, I find it way easier to be creative to solve that problem versus full creative control of like, okay, where do I start? What do I do? I don't even know of like, that's almost Mm. uh, like inhibiting to me. I would, I would rather have a flawless subject. Yeah. I think, I think you and I are slowly convincing myself to go the other way. The more I'm thinking about them about this, the more I'm like, yeah, but creative control isn't all it's cracked up to be. Uh." I mean, I mean, creative troll is phenomenal. And that's one Mm -hmm. of the reasons I love weddings because people hire me to be a wedding photographer because I have a special thing. And they're just like, Hey, I love your portfolio do the thing versus whenever mm-hmm. i work for a company the company is like hey this is what we want you're gonna have four revisions after yeah yeah i think we can give this to flawless subject um it's i think close, I, I, I can be i think it's full, close but i can be convinced full creative control is phenomenal but mm-hmm. having a flawless subject that you can just post and be done with mm-hmm. chef's kiss yeah. <laughs> for sure okay uh, let's see, winning a photo contest or having the time to go take landscape photos. Wow, another really close one uh, for me. I'm, I'm edging towards having the time to go take landscape I, photos because while winning a contest is nice, uh, yeah. like the last time I won a contest was like 2016 just because I don't apply to contests very often. Mm-hmm. And again, it's one of those ephemeral fleeting things. And if you're not constantly winning contests over and over and over no one cares and mm-hmm. if they're not high profile no one cares let's assume that it even is a high profile one like almost pulitzer level but like you can't... would you rather win that or go have time to just like relax and do something you enjoy you can't really buy time i think i would still go time I'm um still going time. yeah uh, it's as much as validation is nice and on some level important uh in a creative field uh, time is essentially invaluable so (laughs) it's the one thing you can't get back exactly so yeah let's do time all right uh beta testing lawa's new lenses (laughs) we we just decided it's it's Lawa now (laughs) it used to be from your favorite manufacturer no we've both agreed it's lawa uh they make a new probe lens that's like a periscope yeah that's that's i'd like to test that uh although i would also need a full motion control rig because Mm. i'm finding these these slider shots to be very difficult to pull off even more so once once you're putting a bunch of really tiny things and having whatever anyway Mm -hmm. i'm getting off topic 
Uh, yes. Um, beta, beta testing allows new, new lenses. lenses. Or getting hired by your dream brand. Ooh, dream brand. That's easier. Dream, dream brand? Yeah, yeah. Beta, I think beta so. testing the new lenses has, has died now. I I I love you, Lawa, but uh, I mean, unless, I, I, unless you're hiring me to <laughs> unless shoot that's the brand. with your new lenses <laughs> for your that. brand. I love uh, that. Then sure, then we can do both at once. But uh, I, I can yeah. get on board with that. I can get on board with that. Uh, fun story. I said Adobe is my dream brand. Uh, did you know I almost got hired by Adobe? No. I went to a job fair, uh, that, and I was a senior in college. Mm-hmm. I go to a job fair. I hand in a resume. I stand in line. I talk with the recruiter for like 30 seconds in this very long line of many other people who also want to hand in resumes. And... Um, I get a call back and they're like, hey, your resume was amazing and incredible and stood out among among everyone else. We want you. And I was like, yes. And my resume was uh, formatted like an infographic. It was not a resume like like high school counselor would have yelled at me to like, no, you can't do this. This is not a resume. But I did it anyway. And they gave me a call. They're like, cool. So what is your MySQL database experience? I'm like none i do photography and graphic design oh well uh what's your computer science degree specialty i'm like none photography and graphic design (laughs) oh well we don't really need that right now but we'll keep you in mind click and i never heard from them again (laughs) yeah too much too much of a tech company and too little of a photography company nowadays i guess it is yeah. true. With all the new algorithms and stuff, they're very much going into tech. I have a second fun story. Yeah. Uh, the All of the uh, HDR presets in Photoshop, the HDR function is incredibly good, but all of the presets are incredibly bad because the person who made the presets was just a developer with zero photography experience who just, like, at the last minute, because they had to, like, put out the thing, he's like, yeah, I can make some presets, and he just fiddled with some sliders. They're like, there you go. These are some good presets nice (laughs) (laughs) so it is powerful just don't use the built-in presets do it yourself (laughs) anyway okay going in round three okay would you rather have a 10-stop nd filter with no color shift or a flawless uh subject that requires no retouching these are both mythical now these Um... are both mythical now the two mythical items um, I often find myself when I'm trying to get that really creamy kind of like, like landscape type look, um, I cannot, even with my ND filters and stopping down as long as my camera can go, um, I cannot get enough of an exposure to be able to make that happen. So I think I, at this point, I'd rather have the 10 stop with no color shift because I can do the retouching. But that kind of allows you to do some type of landscape and creative photos that you wouldn't be able to do otherwise. Yeah, similarly, like the the yeah, I think the 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 ND filter is so mythical it just slightly like slightly edges it out. Um, you're right. It's it's kind of there's been a couple of these points I think in the bracket so far where it's like yeah, I can do the work with the other option, but this option is like impossible to, it is. to achieve. It is so very impossible. I think we're going to have to give it to the filter. Cause I don't I, see a, I, yeah, I don't, I agree. 
it's just too it's it's too it's exceptional too it doesn't <laughs> it's exist too mythical <laughs> hey uh if you uh if you have used a tensop nd filter with zero color shift leave a comment i'd love to see it and we'll review it yep. or a variable nd with uh, no x Ooh, Please variable nd know. with no x uh yeah if i can freaking afford to review that one i will it will happen our final matchup in round three would you rather have the time to go take landscape photos or get hired by your dream brand oh no <laughs> you can't make me choose i'm not a huge landscape guy i would rather take the brand job yeah uh boy i really like my nature stuff but dream brand is your dream brand is landscape photos well, <laughs> animals animals but um i mean it could be landscapes but uh yeah i would say yeah i think dream brand as much as we have said so many times that that time is is not purchasable maybe in this case it is <laughs> like if it's if you're buying your uh if you're if you're uh being purchased away from your time uh with your dream brand that might be worth it so um i don't know there's just something i like when uh, you're you're probably gonna get more time being realistic right you're probably gonna get more time sometime <laughs> but dream brand might be a once in a lifetime shot <laughs> it's true it's true it might again we're getting into that mythical territory yeah, having extra yeah. time on your hands that is impossible mm-hmm, that never mm-hmm. happens <laughs> yeah yeah that's true that's true yeah i think i have to agree with you dream brand even though i really want to have the time okay um, so getting a mythical 10-stop ND filter with absolutely no color shift. Or I'm going to throw in the variable ND filter with no X. <laughs> both of those. It's a yep. bonus. You get both Whoa. those things. Or <laughs> get hired by your dream brand. I mean, they're both impossible. They're <laughs> essentially. <laughs> to be extremely Duking depressing. it out in the championship here. Getting getting the f- mythical item that does will never happen, or getting, getting the mythical job that will essentially never happen. Um, not saying about, you can't. How but... about how about we count down so that we don't color each other's opinions? Let's do three, two, one, and then say which one. Okay. Either okay. E- say say either filter or dream br- a dream job. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ready. Three, three two, two, one. one. Dream, dream job. job. Okay. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, yeah, because I I have some really cool photography toys, and I don't nearly have the time to like. Let's just take the lower lower pro blends for example. Mm-hmm. It's it's really cool, mm-hmm. and I haven't used it nearly as much as I should. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought a cool thing last uh, Black Friday. And when I say last, I mean 2020 Black Friday. Mm-hmm. It's still in the box because <laughs> I haven't had the time to do it. Like this year, I got a new studio and have been doing a lot of construction and, you know, COVID and energy and all of that. But, yeah, just because I get this cool mythical thing that doesn't exist, uh, just because I got the ND filter doesn't mean I'm going to have the time to do- go take landscapes with it should have prioritized time (laughs) yeah all right so so the winner of this quarter quell of the photo op podcast is getting hired by your dream brand (laughs) boy uh although considering how close it got 
you know, if somebody wants to sink a huge amount of money into developing a mythical filter, you're going to sell a lot of them. <laughs> you're going to sell so many. So many. Uh, yeah, I know I know a certain YouTuber has come out with his own personally branded um, uh, ND variable ND filter. But uh, it's ridiculously expensive, and I don't know if I want to actually buy it to test to see if it actually gives you the X. Yeah, I've looked at it a couple times, but I... It's just way too much, and I don't just need one so that much, badly. And I don't, I don't trust. <laughs> I, want to, I want to believe, but I don't trust that it won't have the X. My, my favorite videographer that uh, I work weddings with um, has a fleet of cameras, and each one has kind of like an all-in-one zoom lens, a uh, A7 III body, and um, a variable, one of the very expensive variable NDs on it, so that mm-hmm. he can basically shoot everything all day. And he's like, yeah, every single one of these setups is like 10 grand, and I have multiples of them because I need three cameras per wedding, and I shoot multiple weddings a day sometime with more more teams. So I'm like, oof. <laughs> oof. <laughs> Yeah, I should say caveat. If you make that filter, then it should be like a hundred bucks, and then you'll sell a lot of them. Otherwise, <laughs> people like us it, will be like, I don't know, it's kind of expensive. When it's like, <laughs> when it's like almost a thousand dollars, you're like, yeah, you're like eh, yeah, I'd rather pay rent. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> All right, well, for all of you listening, we just wanted to do something kind of fun and out of the norm to celebrate our 75th episode. Hunger Games immediately came to mind, because sure, why not? The world is a dystopian hellscape. (laughs) Uh, And it was something positive. Positive thing here. Yeah, and uh, and you know, definitely share uh, if you followed along with us and have uh, differing opinions on what should have won. uh, Let us know. What do you think should have won? Or there it is. did you there agree with us? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let us know what you think should have won. And uh, we'll we'll hit you with more tips and news and uh, all kinds of fun discussion stuff next time. If you have questions or ideas for future episodes, you can email us at hello at photo dash op dot show. Watch us on Ben's YouTube channel at non-creative. As in om nom nom. Share this with a friend and you can listen to photo op anywhere podcasts are sold. Or download it. Because it's free.